Coming to theaters January 26th, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes, I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Uh, thank you, Lonnie Perkins. Uh, thank you, friends, for being there. It is legal night, and Imran Ansari will join me in the uh, second segment tonight. We also have a brand new sponsor, Plaza College and their court reporting school. Uh, new partners here to us on legal night, and I could not be happier because, friends, if you are looking for a lucrative way to start a career, to maybe change careers, maybe you, you've been doing one thing, you'd like to do something else and make a lot of money at it, Plaza College's court reporting and captioning program is the it's it's one of the best options you can do. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, good money soon and the need for what the, for what you do across the, the globe, not just in courts, but think about all of the television programming, live events, the Super Bowl, all the kinds of stuff that requires live captioning. And that's uh, that's what they prepare you for. And people make really good money just, uh, you know, right out of the uh, graduation. So we're going to talk about that tonight with the provost of Plaza College. And I'm so uh, thrilled to uh, have him back with us tonight and looking forward to that. Now, uh, as we always want to, we want to get to the, uh, oh, by the way, if you'd like more information about the program, it's plazacollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. That will uh, get you there, and you can uh, you can uh, check it out. It's, it's a really great story. Family-owned college, uh, and they have three main areas of study, but the court reporting is is what they've really become uh, known for. And if you talk to Imran, if you talk to Arthur Idala, if you talk to uh, the, the courts uh, here in New York, if you talk to uh, some of the judges and so forth, they will all tell you th- this may be the most vital position in the whole court process. And there's, there's an understaffing that's gone on right now that, that creates better demand, that creates better pay. There's all kinds of advantages to this. But plazacollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu for more info on all of that. Now, someone who may want to uh, check that out <coughs> is Alec Baldwin in the house. Nick, did you did, did, did Alec Baldwin come to the station today? I, I hope hope he didn't. Uh, um, if, if he did, the metal detectors would have gotten him. <laughs> they were blanks, I tell you, blanks. Well, you know who's not laughing? 
and he, who's very happy is the family of um, of ha- Helena Hutchins uh, because she was the uh, person that the director that got shot and killed when Alec Baldwin uh, fired off two rounds uh, hitting her in the head um, and he's been as of today charged with involuntary manslaughter and he's facing possibly up to 18 months in prison by the way the armorer for the film Hannah Gutierrez Reed is also being charged uh, with two involuntary counts and here's here's what I think is going to play very poorly this this case has been I mean this story has been out there for a while so people have they've been following it they kind of understand what happened there's all kinds of uh, things related to the circumstances that has been revealed you know uh, it was kind of a loose set. People, they didn't run a real tight ship. Uh, they were out in the desert. They were bored. Some dudes said, hey, let's put some real bullets in the gun. They went out shooting at night. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened that normally top-notch level movie sets, and I know I've been to a few, they don't have these problems because they lock this stuff down. There is no messing around uh, with, the, uh, with the props for these very reasons. These very reasons. And when you consider that the film is being was being executive produced by Baldwin and his and his entity, his business entity, and almost every film is its own LLC. So just say it's you know the Rust Film LLC, as operated by you know Alec Baldwin Enterprises, whatever that may be. Then he's ultimately the one that everyone is going to hold responsible, even if it wasn't him that pulled the trigger, even if it was some goofball you know, stunt double that was out there and he pulled the trigger. Ultimately, someone would probably sue Baldwin because it's his entity. He was responsible for security. He was responsible for the things on the set. His company was responsible to see to it that everybody operated in a safe environment, et cetera, et cetera. It's your typical workplace issue. This is not, there's, there's really not that much mystery here. And I'm surprised it took this long for them to finally come to the decision to file charges. But here's, here's what I don't think is going to play well. And it's exactly how Alec Baldwin's attorney is handling it. I think this is not going to play well. Alec Baldwin's attorney, Luke Nikas of, uh, of Quinn Emanuel Law Firm, says this decision distorts Helena Hutchinson's tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. A terrible miscarriage of justice. This is an attorney arguing on behalf of a, what the the public perceives to be a spoiled brat actor gazillionaire that this is a terrible miscarriage of justice. You know who has had a terrible miscarriage of justice? The husband and all the children of Helena Hutchins. They don't have a mom and a wife anymore. They've genuinely experienced a miscarriage of justice. I don't think Baldwin's case... In the court of public opinion, at least, and, and I'm, not, I'm not a lawyer, so that's Imran's responsibility. He can address the, the legal side inside the courtroom, and I know we're going to talk about this for a while. But it, this is the issue. It, it, does, it does not improve in the, in the court of, of public opinion when his attorney's out there going, oh, this decision to file charges against him is a distortion of, uh, of what happened, and it's a miscarriage of justice. You know what's not a distortion of, of anything? There's a dead mommy and a dead wife. 
That's a cold, pardon the pun, hard, pardon the pun, fact. Her, her body no longer breathes. That's the reality. And, and he was only charged, get this, he was only charged with involuntary manslaughter, which on some level the charge itself says, well, he, he didn't really have full knowledge or control of what he was doing. So already they're lessening the potential penalty for what he could have gotten. If you get voluntary manslaughter, it's a different outcome than involuntary manslaughter. So I don't understand... I don't under if if I were if I were Baldwin's attorney, I'd either not speak to the press, but that's going to drive Alec crazy because he's going to be well. Somebody needs to be out there defending me. The the, the Baldwin brothers are all very chaotic and sometimes very. Um, how do I put this? Uh, Anxiety laced. Every everyone's out to get them all the time because they're they're the Baldwin brothers. That's that's kind of how. Billy and Alec are at least Stephen much less so but there's a little bit of that in him and Danny I haven't been around enough to to really notice but but the other two yeah uh, we got to get them um he went on to say that the, the attorney went on to say Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe that there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set he relied on the professionals with whom he worked um correction whom he hired um who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. Okay. Fight, fight, fight. Fight the widower. Fight the children. Fight the dead woman. This is a bad look. It's a bad look. And I know that's what he has to do is his defense. But this is not the way I think he wants to handle it in the public. Uh, The Hutchins family on the other end of that case thanked the sheriff's office and the DA after the charges were announced. So that tells you a little bit about how they feel about it. Um, but that's the latest in that horrific, sad shooting on that set of the latest Alec Baldwin film that may probably never get made. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Imran Ansari joins me. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. All right, Happy New Year, and just like we did in 2022, in 2023, you're going to get to ask real questions and get real answers from one Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. And Mike, we start the new year with Tom from Brooklyn. He said, I inherited my uncle's house. Now, what do I do, Mike Connors? 
Well, you know, Tom, the, the answer's up to you. Obviously, you inherited the house. You can do one of two things. You can sell it or keep it. Uh, if you keep it, you can rent it out. And if assuming you inherited it and it was done the right way, you can basically rent out that property probably for about 20 years tax-free. And that's usually, I'm simplifying it, but that's usually the way it goes. Or if you sell the house, capital gains are wiped out by death if the inheritance was done right. And then you can sell the house tax-free. So congratulations, good luck, and do what you want to do. That seems pretty simple, but I know that uh, some of you have um, much more difficult questions, and you should send them to Mike because he's going to be answering them not only here with Kevin McCullough, but also on his own broadcasts every weekend, 8 a.m. on Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, and also on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. You send those questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com. And then if you have uh, personal questions, that you need, you know, substantive uh, response to, and you need a team to help really sort through your end-of-life planning, call the number and get an appointment, 718-238-6500. The McCulloughs had all of our end-of-life planning done with Connors and Sullivan, and I will tell you, you are in perfect hands. They have five convenient locations throughout the tri-state, and it's your your best bet is to uh, call them today and ask uh, for an appointment, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, with that note, Happy New Year, and thanks so much. Happy New Year. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very I, fortunate to have a great American story, I, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Another kiss well, we're glad you're with us. It is legal night, and we are uh, going to jump on some uh, legal stories here, but just a couple more minutes on the uh, goings-ons in Washington as everybody is uh, is observing this. And I, I got my hopes up today, uh, Imran. I was... I was actually in my yoga class this morning, and my my Fox News alert kept going off on my watch, like, and um, I was like, "What's there's there's news breaking out here?" And so one of the things was that um, Demar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills has awakened, and Great. they say that he's completely neurologically intact, which I think means. That his brain suffered no um, injury um, that is going to be long lasting, and that it looks like his 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 nervous system um, is going to be intact as well, which means he will probably have uh, much slight, much slighter, or maybe none at all uh, lasting effects from uh, the uh, massive cardiac arrest he had on the football field the other night. And so I thought, well, that's that's good news. Uh, and then the, the watch did it again. And um, all that the headline showed me on my screen was that Putin called a ceasefire. And I was like, whoa, he called a ceasefire. And I'm like, I'm, 
and I can't look up anything on the watch because the screen is too small. And then I found out it was only for Orthodox Christmas. So it's a little bit anticlimactic, but, you know, I was hoping for some better news. But we didn't get any news at all. And when I was telling people about this at the class, I'm like, you know, here's Ukraine, here's this other thing. And they're like, yeah, but what about what's going on in Washington? <laughs> like, yeah. no, no progress there. Uh, sorry, uh, we'll just have to keep uh, counting on the 12th or 13th. Whichever one they're on now, uh, how many rounds it's gone, I'm not sure. Um, all right, Imran, let's talk about some of these stories. Now, this murder case out of, of Idaho has all the makings of, like, the scariest thriller film that can be imagined. Um, and we haven't discussed it at all because he's just been taken into custody and identified within the last week or so. But as you're watching this as a former prosecutor and as a criminal defense expert, what are you seeing in the investigations and what's taken place in how they're uh, how they went about making the arrest? You know, do you see any red flags? What 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 do you what do you make of that story so far? Yeah, no, Kevin. This, so this has really enthralled the nation. Um, after this tragic murder uh, in Idaho. And that what we learn now, of course, we know that uh, Brian Koberger has been arrested and he was uh, arraigned today on murder charges um, along, you know, murder and, and uh, you know, other charges related to this crime. Uh, and we also finally, because a lot of people didn't know any of the details, well, you know, the public didn't really know necessarily the details, what led to the probable cause of the arrest of Brian Koberger. Um, and now we know, we know some of the evidence that prosecutors and law enforcement has to establish their case uh, against him. And that would be forensic evidence. We learned that there was a DNA that was a match to um, at least what could be, say, a familial line to Brian Koberger. But right. there's a DNA match to a knife sheath that was found in the home uh, that then matches to Koberger. That is very strong forensic evidence. Uh, given the, the sort of circumstances uh, surrounding this crime. So you have a DNA match. Secondly, you have cell phone data. Well, so hold on, on, on. I just want to ask you a question on that. Sure. So on the DNA match, they're saying that the DNA on the knife sheath matches Koberger. And as far as we know, the only Koberger DNA-wise that could be related to any of the DNA that's found at the scene, the only one that was in the state at the time was the suspect. That's correct. Yeah. So because I believe if you that's have the match, the match goes to a uh, what could be the paternal, right? Like a paternal match um, uh, with Koberger that could be attributed to the biological father of Brian Koberger, right? So, so if he had, have, if there were other yeah. relatives there, they they could also be possibly considered. But since he's the only one that was in the state at the time, that's pretty damning. It's it's very strong. Uh, and then what will happen, um, most likely there will be a uh, uh, an order, court order, where Brian Koberger will submit to DNA testing. Uh, and then if they are able to establish the match directly with Brian Koberger and that knife sheath, then that's even stronger evidence, right? Because then right. you have a match between the evidence found in the house at the scene of the crime, if you will, and Brian Koberger. What they have now was enough to establish, you know, at least one point of probable cause to effectuate the arrest of Brian Koberger. So the match would have been from the biological father of Brian Koberger. Uh, and I believe that exclusion, right, you, you exclude what could be other possibilities as a source of DNA. And I think it's a 99.9998% that it would be uh, someone else. 
right? Uh, you know, or a, or a match excluding anyone else. So when you put that in, in, in context, as you said, that Brian Koberger would be the only person with that sort of DNA familial line in Idaho. And then you place that actually at, inside the home, which is the crime scene. That's pretty strong evidence. And I think that's going to be, you know, uh, buttressing that DNA evidence with taking a swab from uh, Brian Koberger and making and running it against the DNA on the knife sheath and, and making a match there. Secondly, they have cell phone evidence. Um, they have evidence pinging uh, Brian Koberger's cell phone, um, you know, going to and from the location. My understanding is that there's a gap where, um, and again, these are uh, this allegedly, right? These are allegations uh, that Brian Koberger may have allegedly turned off his phone um, during the time frame in, in which these crimes were committed. Now, Let's let's connect the dots there. Brian Koberger is a guy who's you know studying uh, criminal justice, right? And he's he's someone who's familiar familiar with with some of the investigative techniques. So it, it would be completely plausible that he would have the knowledge to turn off his cell phone, so there's no cell phone data pinging uh, at the location at the the around at the, the time of the murder, but, right? Yes, but you have the pings going sort of tracing towards the location, and then it's turned on again later. Um, and that is also, you know, going towards the Washington state border, I believe. Um, and then, of course, you have the the uh, white uh, Hyundai Elantra. Uh, and you have that is also matching up with where they're having these pings. And Kevin, one of the most sort of haunting piece of information that we learn uh, is from uh, one of the roommates, the roommates who uh, tell, told law enforcement that I think around 4 a.m. or so, uh, she or he, um, you know, the, the actual identification is not disclosed, but I believe that the other roommates were female. So um, that she sees the uh, a, a shadowy figure. You, she sees someone who's masked, uh, who has a athletic build uh, and bushy eyebrows. So I would assume that this is a mask, you know, almost like a face mask, like a, a COVID face mask right um and and that she, this person is in the location walks past her uh and then leaves the location so with this if you have a uh you, you know this description if it matches up also with Koberger and his general physical description you're getting all these points uh which could allow the prosecution to really have a strong case one thing which i think is really fascinating is that the public defender that was appointed Brian Koberger in Pennsylvania uh, went as far as to say that he's confident that Koberger uh, will be exonerated. And he's looking forward to going back to Idaho for his exoneration. That, that's a pretty strong statement. You know, as defense attorneys often will say, OK, you know, our client is looking forward or a client enjoys at okay, this time. Hold, hold that thought, Imran, because the yeah. computer's going to cut us off. Take this break. Okay. Come right back. We're talking the Idaho, Idaho murders. Stay here. Sponsored by Pfizer. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. 
Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You know when you start up a motorcycle and you hear it go, when it takes off. I was losing that. I was losing my energy, like everybody does as they grow older. And I don't want to be tired. I don't want to look tired, and I don't want to be tired. I started using Balance of Nature about a year and a half ago. Noticed the results immediately, and I went, oh my gosh, this works. This is what I've been missing all my life. (laughs) I'm loving life, actually, more than I ever, ever have. I missed my va-va-voom. I got it back. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. See why Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of others have had life-changing success with balance of nature. Take advantage of our New Year's offer while you still can. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com. That's 1-800-2468-751. And get $25 off plus a free fiber and spice when you use discount code KLG. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. From New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. All right. Very glad to have you with us. And, um... Imran Ansari's here, Kevin McCullough. It's legal night, one of my favorite nights of the uh, week when we uh, delve into all these uh, very cool topics because Imran educates me. He, he gives me an education on uh, things that I don't know about the law. And uh, coming up, he's going to do that for you, too. He's got Esquire Etiquette uh, later this hour to give you a legal tip uh, for your night. But, uh, Imran, we all know that the Congress is where the laws start, right? So um, the Constitution has divvied up the uh, rights of the federal government to write law, to interpret law, and to enforce law. That's the difference in the legislative, judicial, and executive branches. Um, and with each new Congress, the 118th being the current one, there's a new chance to write new laws and to change things about the way the laws work. So right off the bat, Mr. McCarthy has come in. And there's a few things that he's going to do. He wants to get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents, and I guess he can 
not in the sense that he undoes the the um, the president's executive order, but he can they can defund it. They can take all the money out of it. And then he's also making uh, just some pretty radical statements about what he's going to allow in terms of people who are on committees. Uh, Eric Swalwell, who was compromised by a Chinese spy that he was sleeping with for a few years, uh, it will be removed from the Intelligence Committee. Adam Schiff, who Mr. McCarthy said lied in multiple presentations during the Trump impeachments to the American people, is going to be taken off of, I think it's judiciary. And then Elon Omar, who has shown a pretty consistent um, grudge against Israel, is not going to probably be able to keep her seat on the committee that she's on. So what, what, what's the legality of all of these things? Uh, Imran Ansari, what's this Congress doing and what's the legal footing that uh, Kevin McCarthy is basing all this on? Yeah, well, you know, they're now in control, right? So we expected a shakeup like this. I think, you know, of course, there was a, a the very dramatic lead up to uh, Mr. McCarthy taking that role as speaker. And, and now he's there and he's uh, getting business done as he sees fit in many ways. Uh, and we knew that some of these committees, there would be a little cleaning house. And some of the names that you just mentioned, uh, I would say if we were going to predict what was going to happen, uh, work was expected. And then, you know, you have... Uh, the first real big uh, piece of business uh, coming out of the gate here for House GOPs was um, the IRS and, and, you know, defunding or taking the money out of that bill, which was going to put, you know, uh, those scores of IRS agents in uh, and really sort of look what uh, the criticism was here from the GOP um, was that this was going to essentially weaponize, and I don't necessarily mean literally, but weaponize the IRS even more to go after the average American uh, in terms of, you know, doing audits, et cetera, and shaking things up and exposing many Americans to these audits and perhaps, who knows, uh, prosecution for, for things that may not necessarily need to be prosecuted. But uh, that was the first order uh, of business out of the gate. Uh, it wasn't inflation. It wasn't gas prices. It wasn't immigration, but it was actually the IRS. Uh, and there was a lot of criticism uh, from the GOP, from House GOPs, from the party, uh, as to this bill uh, and the IRS in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what was the intention of the bill and what would it do in terms of uh, these agents and how would it affect the everyday American. Uh, and the general perception was that it was going to uh, lead to this, this sort of 87,000 floodgate of IRS agents out there harassing the everyday American uh, looking to, you know, sort of, you know, take a hardworking American and, and put them through the ringer, which ultimately, you know, sometimes the IRS goes after someone or, or requests an audit and nothing is found. It's just, you know, a, a fluke. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you most likely for the average American, that's a very stressful process. But now oh, the pain uh, they right, go through to get yeah. that, to get all their stuff together is insane. I've seen people that have been put through it and I've just always been thankful that I that I haven't had to be. Um, and but here's the thing. And I think, you know, it's it's interesting because the comparison to like immigration and so forth, that is that is all very relevant. And certainly a lot of people voted on all those issues. And one of the things I heard said repeatedly is, why did we need to hire 87000 more IRS agents when we could have hired half of that and put them on the southern border and probably solved, you know, a good chunk of our uh, of our, you know, coming across illegally uh, problem. Uh, and I think that that's not a bad argument to, to make necessarily. Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, uh, I mean, we're talking about money and where it's supplied. Um, and was, you know, on the other side, arguments say, could you say that it, 
ferreting out those people who may be not, who be uh, not necessarily uh, too honest or, or unscrupulous with their taxes. Um, you know, I would say that that's the exception to the rule, right? The uh, the exception to but the you're norm. going after nickel and dime people. I mean, because they weren't right. going to be going after corporations and the and the big big money. This was these guys were were going to be focused on middle class families. You know that were exactly you right. Know, and that was hard work. Yeah, that, yeah. and and you know yeah. that's it. That, you know this money, this the uh, the spending, the allocation of the funds that would have been funding these eighty seven thousand IRS agents and whatever they had to do could be applied uh, in a better way, in my opinion. All right. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. More Legal Night straight ahead. Don't go away. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua Powders Vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with Aqua Powders Vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's Aqua Powders with a Z, available at Amazon. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The my Pillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the My Pillow Percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen. Free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. What a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, Kevin McCullough, I've already teased it a little bit, but I am so excited to have my next guest because when you're talking about the opportunity to do something for a living that maybe is a little bit of a change of pace, maybe maybe you're you're just tired of, you know, the, the current grind you're under, or maybe uh, you, you never found that thing that you thought was really fitting for you and you would like to make good money and you would like to kind of control your own hours and control your own future in terms of uh, how you apply the benefits of all of this. There is really there are really few options in the career world like court reporting and captioning. And you've heard me talk about it a little bit in the past with some uh, friends from Plaza College, but I'm so honored to have the provost of Plaza, uh, Plaza College, Charles uh, Callahan IV. He goes by Chad, uh, who has a background as a CPA and MBA, uh, has worked with uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers and um, Real Estate Investment Bank and a, a variety of different things. But now he serves as the provost for Plaza College, and he is the great grandson of the founder, and Chad Callahan now joins us. Chad, I think a lot of people, welcome by the way, I think a lot of people wonder um, or, or may, may be a little bit um, curious about the idea of family-owned colleges, and yet if you really understand specifically colleges here in the New York area, that, that's not an unusual thing. But for people that, that may hit their ears a little bit differently, explain what that is. Kevin, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. We're at Plaza College. We're all big fans, especially our court reporting program. Um, very entertaining. Thank you. And you uh, yeah, you know, this college has been in my family since 1916. I guess the founding of the, of the family college is, is an interesting story. You know, 1916, the U.S. was just getting into World War One, and um, the men were really preparing for war, either in training or all the way on their way to Europe. And it really left the woman in the household for the first time in charge of raising funds and going into the workforce. So there were few options uh, because at the time, high school graduation rates for women in the country were somewhere in the, in the low teens. Uh, so you, you had a, a severe lack of training and you had these, what was referred to at the time as secretarial programs sprouting up, provide workforce skills to women. And Plaza was, uh, it was called the Plaza School. It was founded by my great grandparents who um, were teachers and they met 
at Columbia Teachers College, and huh. uh, they had this dream of providing education to, to women. Now, the stuff I was saying about court reporting, um, it's true. This is one of the most important things in the in the area of legal work, but it's also a really a great opportunity for people that, you know, maybe don't like what they're doing now. It is, and the best part about this as a profession, outside of the enormous opportunity of available jobs uh, within the courts, captioning, working for agencies, um, you see it all the time, Kevin. You know, we all watched uh, Kevin McCarthy go through the uh, grueling 15 votes. Well, the court reporter was right in the middle yeah. of that the whole time. Literally and, front and center. Uh, the front and center, right there. And um, court reporting is something that is uh, probably needs to be understood better. And allow me to spend a second on that. You know, uh, the courtroom proceedings cannot uh, be officiated without a court reporter present. The um, what happens in the courtroom must be written down and then authenticated by a court reporter. And then in later subsequent meetings, either if that um, that transcript is pulled or say an appeal, or even just by other parties, uh, the court reporter is really included in all of that. So it's a vital component to the courtroom process, and the best court reporters, by bar none, are those that have work experience, have done other things with their lives, have a great foundation in something else, are, are, are mature adults, and then are now looking to establish themselves in a lucrative, in-demand career. And I don't think some people understand how lucrative, but all of the material, the content that you create as a captioner, you actually own. Why is that significant to them? That's significant because when we think about income, you know, when we go and get a job, we're, we're paid for our work that we do that day. However, with the court reporter, uh, they are actually, as you just mentioned, since they own their work, they've copyrighted that material. That material is theirs. And in the future, if that material is requested, as it often is, the uh, court reporter would receive, we'll call, I'll, I'll call it for ease of, of, of listening, a royalty, but, but a payment for that, for that transcript. Well, and uh, th that happens a lot because uh, you have cases that reopen or someone that goes back and wants to evaluate something that's been done or maybe uh, proceedings in one case that another case needs the uh, the you know testimony from and so they they go back and, and there's all these kinds of other things but you people that are listening friends you know that that you see captioning everywhere you, the, the Super Bowl you, you can flip flip on the the closed captioning and there it is and somebody's got to be doing that uh, the these opportunities are uh, numerous and the technology Chad has come a long way as well there's there's more of a digitization to it now than there used to be explain how that works Oh, sure. Uh, the court reporter is equipped with not only uh, hardware, uh, such as the machine, which allows them to, to uh, type down up to 225 words per minute of dialogue that's happening between two, three, or sometimes four people at the same time. Right? There's that hardware element, but there's also software. And the software um, can take the language that they are and the words that they are hearing, put it down into the written word, and then that can be broadcast directly onto the screen. That's how you get closed captioning. That's how you get live sporting events that actually have the dialogue of the right. announcers coming across the screen. 
so this technology element is really liberating the court reporter because now they're, you know, and this is probably due to the pandemic, but it's not going to go back. The court reporter is working from home and the court yeah. reporter is accessing all these opportunities on demand from their own house. So that that is that is a new thing. And that's not likely to go back. Well, here's the thing, friends. If you're looking for a way to make lucrative money and you say, I'm kind of tired of what I'm doing or I want to try something new, I just want a different challenge, I'm going to tell you, uh, contact Plaza College uh, about the court reporting program because it is it is really something you should take a look at. P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu, plazacollege.edu, and uh, check them out. Chad Callahan of Plaza College, the provost, thank you for spending some time with us. Kevin, thank you so much. I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You got it. PlazaCollege.edu, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Check it out right now. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 the mike gallagher shows partnership with relief factor is one of the most glorious, productive, happy things we've ever done. I love getting people out of pain. And it started with me. I'm a selfish guy. I had lower back pain until I started taking Relief Factor. About two and a half weeks in, I woke up one morning and realized, wow, my lower back pain is absolutely gone. Do you know over 70% of people who try Relief Factor through their three-week quick start program of 1995, they order it again? That's because... Relief Factor is a success. It's the 100% drug-free approach to getting rid of the inflammation that causes pain to begin with. And I am so proud to walk into our Relief Factor studios every day because they mean that much to us. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start. It's 1995. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. 
for Relief Factor. This is Mike Gallagher. Join me on an amazing journey through Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are going back to the Holy Land for the Stand with Israel Tour, along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Imagine a personal impact from exploring Jerusalem, Galilee, the Dead Sea region, and so much more. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Well, there is a, uh, there's one other legal story that we didn't get to, and we didn't have time to get to it tonight. We, we can discuss it next week, uh, but uh, the state of South Carolina's state Supreme Court in a 3-2 decision on Thursday today, ruled that the Fetal Heartbeat Act, which um, disallows abortion in that state, calls uh, abortion unconstitutional. They found that that act itself was unconstitutional. So we'll look at that uh, in a future episode of Legal Night. But, Mr. Imran Ansari, you've got some Esquire etiquette for us tonight. Yeah, so, Kevin, we, you know, we're coming out from the holiday season and... Uh, you know, this may be more applicable a few weeks ago, but, you know, no one, first of all, I'm not condoning uh, drinking and driving. It's reprehensible. It causes accidents. People lose lives. So I just want to make that clear. When you get behind the wheel of a car after drinking, you shouldn't do it. Let's just put it that way. Right. But I'm going to for the purposes of this Esquire etiquette, Kevin, uh, I, I always like to bounce things off something going on in the firm. Some, you know, a client, uh, of course, keeping everything confidential. Um, but, you know, in general speaking, so if you have had a drink, maybe you haven't had a drink and you get pulled over uh, by the police and, you know, you have nothing to worry about. Right. Because you're doing the right thing. You, you either haven't drank anything or you, you are well within the legal limits. Um, yet you're pulled over and the officer still thinks that you may have had uh, too much to drink. And that's why maybe you were speeding or swerving or what have you. You got to be careful uh, as to what you refuse. If you have nothing to worry about, uh, then, you know, refusing a breathalyzer could do more harm than good uh, because you may be taken uh, and placed under arrest based on the observations of the officer. And the officer may be incorrect. They may think that you have bloodshot eyes, but maybe you have allergies. They may think that they smell something uh, on you, but maybe it's a bad cologne. But, you know, you got to be careful when you refuse because people get nervous. And, you know, I have uh, a case that I, I've experienced where uh, this person may have had a glass of wine hours beforehand, had nothing to worry about whatsoever, but they got scared by the presence of the officer at their window. They refused the breathalyzer and they got arrested. And now there's nothing to really say conclusively other than, you know, a putting up a defense uh, that the person didn't have a drink, right? Because the breathalyzer would have totally been exonerating. Uh, right. But they got scared. They got nervous. So uh, my point is, is that always uh, consider speaking or requesting to speak to an attorney. Uh, but if you really have nothing to worry about, um, don't be afraid to say, yes, I'll, I'll submit to the breathalyzer uh, because then, you know, it could be more harm than uh, good if you refuse and they end up taking you in because now they have the probable cause to think that they see some indicia of intoxication. Uh, and you've refused the breathalyzer. Yeah, no, it makes total sense to me. Um, and that's that's a good uh, Esquire etiquette uh, to uh, close on for this Thursday show. Uh, friends, thank you so much for joining us. And tomorrow night, of course, 
a big show for the fun Friday edition. We were, were we got some really cool things for your weekend uh, planned. And then uh, please make note, join me on Saturday night on the Salem News Channel. You can download the app on Apple or Roku, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Google Play. We're everywhere. Uh, 9 p.m. Um, and uh, we will see you there as well. Uh, Imran, have a great evening. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Nick, appreciate all your help. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow at this same time. See you then. <laughs>